Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Maybe you haven't been here for the last four weeks, or maybe you've been here for some of them. We've been doing a series called We Celebrate This, and the idea behind it is we're saying there are five big things, five big things, that we as a church believe are the essence of the values, the things we celebrate as a church. We are happy when these things happen, and we are pushing towards these things. And they are relationships, God's presence, God's grace, and reaching the lost. And there's a fifth one that we're going to talk about today, which is all involved, which means it's not just a performance, it's not one person or a few at the front and everybody a spectator. We are a body, we are a family. And so I thought it would be good to involve some of the family. Obviously, we can't involve everyone on a Sunday morning, but some of us are going to be sharing today about our church and what these values mean and where we're going. I just want to say that, you know, recently in the world, there's been this a uh, thing that's been very highlighted to us that countries in the West, democracies, are not run by a person, they're run by a set of laws and by a constitution. And the person changes and the person has different opinions, but actually the law, everybody submits to the law and the constitution of the country, even the president. And that's a good thing, because I've lived in a country where the president actually is a dictator. And he says, no, the law must just do what I say. And in democracies, we say, no, there's something higher. In the church, we say there's something higher. It's not just one person or a small group saying, this is where the church is going. We submit to Christ, to his word, to his mission that he's given us. And we believe the values, the five values that we are going to be talking about and, and these banners demonstrate them. These represent our constitution as a church. And why that's great for us, if you're a visitor in the church, is you say, I don't have to worry, is Greg in a bad mood today? Because that doesn't change where this church is going. This church is built on the foundation of God's word, the mission that God has given us, which is that, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. That's the Great Commission, the mission Jesus gave to his church when he left planet Earth. We submit to that, and it's not just the whim of people, and that gives us confidence. We all bow at the same uh, set of values. Suddenly I'm confident and, and relaxed. I say, okay, I know where this church is going. I know where they stand. I can, I can find my place and my way within the framework of what this church stands for, rather than saying, oh, I've, I've got to find my way based on what a person thinks. And I hope that helps you. And the reason for today is for you and me to say, are these values and is this mission something that we can give ourselves Two. The last value is all involved. So there's four banners, very beautifully made, and there's a new banner which says our mission. We are family passionate about the Great Commission. This is the one we're talking about today, all involved. That summarizes what we believe is the essence of what Lighthouse Church is all about. Evangelism, relationships, grace, His presence, all being involved, all working towards the same mission, which is we're a family passionate about the Great Commission. Suddenly I know, I'm not confused. What does this church stand for? I know who we are.
James Matheson needs no introduction. He's well known to most of us, and he's got something quite special to share with us this morning. Thanks, James. Hello. Um, one of the roles that I play is to uh, try and encourage people to get involved. So I love the fact that one of our values is all involved. If you've been to uh, kind of more traditional churches, there are a couple of people that get employed to do everything. And uh, people who go along on a Sunday don't really get encouraged to get involved so much. But I don't really feel like that's a great picture in terms of what the Bible says about the church. And if you look at the New Testament church, everybody takes part and plays a part. It's not a, a spectator sport like you go and watch a football match. It's all of us involved. And I love that that is one of our values. And uh, I, w I, came, I was made aware or came across a, a piece of scripture in Romans chapter 16. And it's Paul writing to the church there, obviously. And it's so interesting, actually. I think you and I are probably guilty of we read bits of Scripture like this, and it goes over our heads a little bit about what it, it, it's saying. And, and I just want you to get an idea, because Paul is speaking, and there are people in his life who are very important to him and that he labored with, right? People that will be mentioned now in this reading that no one knows anything else about. They don't get mentioned anywhere else in the Bible, but they're heroes of the faith because they're in Scripture. And what did they do? Let's read together. Romans chapter 16, re reading from verse 6, Paul has already talked about a few people. He, he talks about Mary. He says, greet Mary who worked very hard for you. Who is Mary? No one knows who Mary is. It's not the mother of Jesus, etc. It's another Mary who gets mentioned here and doesn't get mentioned again. But she worked hard for the church. Paul goes on. He says, Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before us. So they were imprisoned with Paul, this Andronicus and Junius. And it talks about them as being apostles, but you don't read about them anywhere else in the Bible. Well, what did they do? Where did they go? Who did they speak to? No one knows. It just says that they worked so hard together with Paul. He goes on to say, greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Who are these people? We don't know who they are. They get mentioned here and then never again. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. That's a good one. <laughs> Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. All of these people at some point have stood shoulder to shoulder with Paul and who have pushed against the pump, as it were, for the Jesus and have worked hard in spreading the gospel. We don't know who they are. But they worked faithfully in the background where there was no spotlight and they're mentioned as heroes of the faith. He goes on to say, greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Who is Persis? We don't know who she is. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother who has been a mother to me. Who is Rufus's mother? No one knows, but Paul counts her as a mother. So I wonder if he must have stayed in her house. 
and that she must have cooked food for him and hosted the guy when he was in town doing ministry. No one knows, but the church needs mothers, amen, as it does need fathers. These are people who are labored outside of the spotlight in the background, and whom Paul was so grateful to for everything that they had done. Hey, the Scriptures couldn't hold all the people who have gone before us, who have served Jesus faithfully. And I love the fact that I get to stand shoulder to shoulder with people like you to build His church and to help His church happen so that when we come on a Sunday, when a new person comes through those doors on a Sunday, they walk into a a welcoming environment. Amen. Where people are stood at the door ready to welcome them, say hi, and explain anything that they might need to know. They come into the room and there's hot tea and coffee ready for them when it's been raining and it's horrible. They come into the, this part of the building and the seats are laid out nicely. Uh, there's stuff on the seats that they're going to need later on. They hear worship. People who work tirelessly, now that we've gone to two services, they have felt so much of the burden of what we do on a Sunday. And no one goes around saying, hey, look, it's me. I'm the one. They do it for the Lord. Amen. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to do these things together. And so when we talk about all involved, that's what we're looking for. And if you aren't involved in any way whatsoever on a Sunday or in other parts of the church, can I in Jesus encourage you to get involved? Amen. Where you are talented, where you are gifted, where, you're, where you have the time, get stuck in. We are the church. Amen. We are the cogs of the machine that spreads the gospel. All of us. So thank you for all your hard work. For all of you, you know who you are. I couldn't name everybody. But in Jesus, I want to just say thank you so much and say, folks, there's room for more. Amen. We love people to get involved. As James says, there are so many people behind the scenes who work hard in the Lord. And you know, their names may not be written on a plaque in this church, but just like Paul listed all those names, Aristobulus and all those different people, your name is written in heaven. And I've got a feeling that when we get to heaven, some of the people who were big spotlight upfront people are not going to be the ones with the most crowns in heaven. What do you think? I think it's the, it's the quiet ones who serve and who work and who pray and who give in secret, <laughs> but God is keeping a record. Amen? So this is us. This is our church. We're not complicated. We're not, it's not difficult to understand. There are five values that we feel are important. There is one mission, the Great Commission, that Jesus gave at the end of Matthew 28. He said, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and I am with you always to the very end of the age. That was Jesus' Great Commission. That is our commission. It's not just what one person thinks church is about. It's not, well, I want church to be like this, and I wish church was like that. No, we don't care what people think. It's God who matters. We bow down before the mission that God has given us. That's why we exist. We are a church of Jesus Christ. 
and we serve His great commission. We're a family, yes. We're passionate, yes. But what are we passionate about? Our own selfish needs and desires and preferences? No, we're passionate about the great commission. Now my question is, how can we do it better? And we have tried many, many things and are still doing many things to fulfill the Great Commission. But there may be more. You may have an idea of how we can somehow achieve the Great Commission better. You might. So what we do is we have an open church policy where everyone is welcome. We go out into the streets, as Chris mentioned, on Saturdays. Uh, we have events where we invite our friends and I'm going to ask you to invite your friends not just to normal church and life groups but to those special Sundays like Nations Sunday and Easter and all these different things. We're going to have a great one this Easter. I think we're going to combine Nations Sunday with Easter and we'll have a lunch afterwards with all different nationalities, foods. So start thinking about who you can invite to that. But then wider than that, you know the Great Commission, Jesus said go and make disciples of all nations. We're a tiny little church, but we say we are here for the Great Commission. How are we going to do that? Well, we said, there's the internet. Let's use the internet. Let's push the, the gospel message out through the internet and help people lead little groups or churches all around the world. And so there's a little one in India that started because of our church. There's one in Scotland. There's one in Port Elizabeth. There's somebody doing a work in Florida. There's some guys in Cameroon, Kenya. There's people around the world. Our little church, tiny little us, we're trying to push out the best we can to make disciples of all the nations of the world. We've been given an amazing opportunity to go on TV, to have a TV show once a week where we preach, where I preach for 30 minutes once a week on TV. They approached us. We didn't approach them. They said, do you want this? We said, yes. We haven't got the money. We haven't got the skills. We don't have what we need, but God has helped us. You guys have put money in and we've, we've bought expensive cameras and we're doing the best we can as a tiny little group of believers and I want to tell you something, God is miraculously opening doors for us to be able to reach the world with the gospel. Why are we doing it? Is it because it's somebody's idea? No, Jesus said it. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. So we're saying, how can we do this better? And we push into it and we press in. We have great times of prayer and worship together. We have good, strong church fellowship so that we can reach the nations and so that when the lost come in, there's a family for them to be absorbed into. That's us. It's nothing more complicated than that. We are simply a family passionate about the Great Commission. Please be part of us. We love you and we want you to share in this. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you that you said you would be with us always to the very end of the age as we are going out and doing what you've told us to do. We thank you, God, that you're here, that your presence is in our midst. We thank you for the awesome road you've brought us on to this point. And God, we just want to commit our small loaves and fishes to you and ask you to break them and to multiply them and to use us in your big mission, in your big adventure. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. 
Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.